It's Monday. It's March 28th. And the word of the day is Yaldu, which is the American South's very elegant way <laughs> of expressing the conditional perfect tense, as in you all would have. Yaldu. <laughs> Three apostrophes. Yeah. Awesome. I, I would submit that the entire Southern dialect was just developed by a guy who was trying to get rid of a massive overstock on apostrophes. I'm no illusions. <laughs> I'm Heath Enright, and broadcasting delayed from America's far center, we are the Skeptocrats. On episode 34, GOP lawmakers in North Carolina remind us that they're obsessed with the genitals of school children. The KKK is totally on board with making America great again. The National Enquirer alleges that Ted Cruz has been fucking women in non-metaphorical ways, too. And a New York doctor learns the difference between manual labor and a hand job the hard way. <laughs> but first, the Roundup. On the Newswire tonight. The Supreme Court essentially upheld Colorado's legalization of marijuana on Monday by declining to hear a challenge brought by Nebraska and Oklahoma. The neighboring states claimed that Colorado was allowing marijuana to pour into their states, playing its music too loud, and wearing its pants all half down their asses like the Negroes do. Fearing that someone might not yet know that they would be the two least fun people to invite to anything ever, Justices Alito and Thomas dissented. Yeah, they also called the resident advisor and tattled about the smell of pot from Reagan's <laughs> right. office. In business... Activist hedge fund Starboard Value is trying to overthrow the board of directors at Yahoo, including CEO Marissa Meyer. Despite the company's ability to maintain a distinct edge over industry competitors like AltaVista and Lycos, <laughs> many shareholders are pushing for a change. Rumor has it that Carly Fiorina is available. <laughs> Quick, so, before see how she that goes. procreates again. Obama met with Cuban President Raul Castro in a closed-door meeting last week. In a press conference afterwards, the two admitted that there was still a lot of work to be done in the ongoing effort to normalize relations between the two countries. Obama urged Cuba to consider things like human rights, free expression, and democracy, while Castro insisted that the U.S. needs to remove the military base at Guantanamo Bay. Also, both men must defeat a family of hippos in hand-to-hand -hand combat and cut down the tallest tree in the forest with a herring because none of that shit's ever going to happen and we all just have to keep you smoking the every bit as good and utterly indistinguishable Nicaraguan cigars. <laughs> Sorry to tell you. But the Yankees will continue getting pitchers to defect with the help of the mafia. <laughs> In paint. Oh, good. The world of paint is a buzz <laughs> ever since Sherwin-Williams announced they agreed to purchase industry rival Valspar for approximately $9.3 billion. Consumers can expect that they're going to have pretty much all the colors at this point. <laughs> it's big. Yeah, Red, blue. Mergers like that are going to be so loud. <laughs> An official with the South Korean Joint Chiefs of Staff reported that North Korea launched five short-range missiles into the Sea of Japan last week, making it increasingly difficult to believe that they're not aiming at something else. <laughs> Either that or somebody convinced man-baby Jong-un that SpongeBob was real and was plotting against him. I <laughs> Like, honestly, I would be, believe either at this point. He looks like a troll doll bobblehead of himself. <laughs> in marine ecology, in order to study the harmful effects of humans on whale populations firsthand, Japan sent a whaling fleet to Antarctica to kill about 350 whales, most of which were pregnant. Mm. Preliminary results from the experiment suggest that this uh, whale problem won't be an issue soon. 
But in order to ensure accuracy, the research will need to be ongoing. Unfortunately, representatives from a number of American Waste Management Services released a joint statement on Thursday citing unusual electrical activity and failure to properly analyze health risks to explain the rise of Ted Cruz. While they refused to take direct responsibility, they apologized and suggested that perhaps it could be killed or contained with extremely low temperatures. Has not yet been tried. He's like a liquid metal guy that got cursed by a witch. Yeah. <laughs> In baby naming, if you don't want your kid to grow up to be a, a war criminal, you should consider not naming him Radovan Karadzic. Oh, now you tell me. In a related story, the International Criminal Court sentenced Radovan Karadzic to 40 years in prison for genociding people while acting as military commander of the Bosnian Serbs during the early 90s. So, bad parenting. You can always chalk it up. To bad parenting. Passengers at the Hartsfield-Jackson International Airport in Atlanta were temporarily evacuated last Wednesday after a person saw a box. Hmm. The suspicious package was declared safe by a bomb squad soon afterwards, bringing the total number of suspicious packages Americans have been evacuated over that turned out to be actual dangerous things to almost one. <laughs> yeah. If you see something, just just <laughs> shut up about it. I think it's safe to say the terrorists are using uh, unsuspicious packages at this point. <laughs> they, they figured us out, yeah. damn it. In obstructionism, the U.S. Senate remains on the cutting edge of this field as they continue refusing to hold confirmation hearings for Supreme Court nominee Merrick Garland. And it looks like Obama chose him just so they would have to say no to the whitest, most conservative-sounding name he could yeah, right. yes, anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. Apparently, democracy counts for three years, then it stops, and then it starts again the following January. That's how it works. Well, if, if he died about nine months ago, I, I think it would have been two and a half. Oh, no, it's a sliding system. I'm just yeah. guessing, yeah. <laughs> a federal district court struck down a provision in an Alabama state law that would have required abortion doctors to gain admitting privileges at local hospitals, wrest the coin from the hands of Master Kosoku Ken, and divide by <laughs> zero before being allowed to murder pre-babies. Abortion opponents in the state responded by screaming like assholes at complete strangers. Yeah, but well, if there's anyone that can learn to divide by zero, it's an abortion doctor. Let's see what happens. <laughs> in cyberbullying, the GOP frontrunner for president is a cyberbully. Isn't he? While engaging in a Twitter fight with Ted Cruz, Donald Trump tweeted an image he found showing a professional headshot of his wife Melania next to a terrible tabloid photo of Cruz's wife Heidi. He also included the phrase... A picture is worth a thousand words, obviously meant as a slight against Heidi Cruz's attractiveness. But with Trump's face on every tweet, all I could think of was a, a really easy game of fuck, marry, kill, <laughs> or at least a really easy kill part. Of yeah, fuck, right, marry, right. Kill. Yeah, exactly. I was starting to figure that one out. True. ISIS claimed responsibility for a suicide bombing at a football stadium south of Baghdad on Friday that killed at least 30 people. U.S. media response suggests this to be approximately three fifths as important as the one in Belgium. <laughs> Same, same yeah. death toll. Yeah, same ratio for the suicide bombing in Yemen last week as well. Yeah. But in fairness, uh, Iraq and Yemen are kind of like the boys who cried suicide bomber. <laughs> they are telling the truth every time, but well, yeah, right, still right. gets old. Yeah, still but, gets yeah, old. Exactly. And finally, in cinema, Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice hit theaters last week. <sighs> in related news, Zack Snyder squatted over my childhood and shat in its mouth. Couldn't he have just bombed an airport? Anyway, we'll have more on this week's top stories coming up in headlines. But first, other stuff. Thank you for calling the Illuminati helpline. My name is Noah. How can I help you today? 
yeah, my name is Rick. I'm a baggage handler at Cheyenne Regional, and I've got a question about my, my chemtrail payoffs. I'm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'm getting ready to do my taxes, and I didn't get the W-2 from you guys or, or anything. Did, did you just send it? Or? Right, right. Now, that's a common problem. Rick, is, is this your first year as an international conspirator? Uh, yes, sir, it is. Yeah, I figured. So, so yeah, uh, the uh, under-the-table bribes from quasi-legal, unelected, shadowy, pseudo-government coalitions of extraterrestrial, shape-shifting, lizard hybrid oligarchs are actually tax-exempt. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh, shit. All right, that's great news. Yeah, right. No, it's all off the books, and the IRS never notices. Huh. Weird. Right? Anything else I can help you with today? Uh, no. That'll do it. All right, Rick. Well, it's good conspiring with you. Have a great day now. Illuminati Helpline, this is Heath. Uh, yeah, hi, my name is Mark, and um, I sent in an application a while back to be one of those fake shooting massacre victims grieving family members, and I'm just curious, you know, how I know if you guys got it, or who I should talk to about an interview, or a callback, or... Oh, okay, so- yeah, right. Um, Mark, we appreciate the, the resume and, and the headshots you sent, but according to my schedule, our, our next several fake massacres are going to take place in predominantly Hispanic areas. Mm-hmm. So, you know, update us if your contact info changes. But other than that, I guess we'll keep you on file for the next time we need dead white people to be fake grieved over. But yeah, it's, it's mostly are, 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 are you sure? Because I can I can be sad in Spanish too. I, I'm... Oh, all right. Well, I'm, I'm sure you can, but uh, we're not looking for any additional fake mourners at this time. So. Uh, okay. Well, uh, thanks for your time, I guess. Illuminati Helpline. This is Noah speaking. Yeah, um, not sure if you're, you're allowed to say, and, and if you can, that's totally cool, I get it, but, um, do you guys know who killed Kennedy? Can you tell us that? That's, uh, Aristotle Onassis. Really? Should have guessed. All right. That, that, that's all I had. Thanks. You bet. Illuminati Helpline. This is Heath. Heath, good afternoon. This is Earl Gafferty, senior juice box poisoner over at Minute Maid. Yeah, yeah, Earl. Good to hear from you again. Uh, what can I do for you today? Well, I'm I'm having trouble with a new intern. Got another one of those, uh, you know, I don't want to retard the growth of children's brains in a blanket effort to generate a more docile populist idealists or uh, utopians or whatever. The worst. Yeah, and I, and I mean, I've already offered her my maximum allowable payoff, but she won't budge. Hmm. Okay, Um. have you tried murdering her? Shit. No. No, I have. You know, I'm embarrassed to say I didn't <laughs> think of that myself. Yeah, it's, it's like reset the router, right? Yeah, yeah hey, right, that's what I'm yeah. here for. All right. Well, uh, thanks for your help, Heath. Anytime. Illuminati headline. This is Noah. Yeah. Hi. Um, I'm a person who read about fluoride in a book, and I'm not going to tell anybody. Um, I'd like to apply for my subsidy. Oh, okay, great. So you promise not to say anything for uh for for realsies? Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, okay. All right. How much would you like? Um, I, I was thinking maybe, uh, like a thousand a week can. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, stay on the line. I'll transfer you over to payroll. Great. Thanks. Joining me for headlines tonight is fellow skeptic rat. No illusions. Noah, are you disappointed? They canceled that last GOP debate. Did you feel like we, we had more to learn from those candidates? Uh, no and yes, respectively. <laughs> right. So uh, before we get to our first headline, trending on Twitter this week was hashtag Je suis Bruxelles or I am Brussels in solidarity with the victims of last week's terrible terrorist attack. We'd like to have a moment of silence in their honor. And now a moment of audible anger. Religion is humanity cancer. Mm-hmm. Might seem benign sometimes, but... 
It's not really a good reason to keep it around. Everyone needs to cut that shit out. Sure, I'm telling yeah. mom. And now that I've warmed up the room for you, do you have a an amusing and humorous story to introduce? Uh, no. Um, but <laughs> but I, but I might have some horrible bigotry I could introduce. Oh, okay, in. sounds perfect. All right. In our lead story tonight, state lawmakers in North Carolina returned to the Capitol last week for some emergency gay bashing. In hopes of appeasing God's wrath before he could rain brimstone upon the heathenous masses of Charlotte, the Republican-controlled state everything cobbled together America's most regressive anti-LGBT legislation and railroaded it through the legislative process in a matter of hours. Despite the immediate backlash, Governor Pat McCrory stands by the bill as a vital measure to protect the state government's fucking people-in-the-ass monopoly. Yeah, which is ridiculous because... A single-payer sodomy program at the federal level would deliver much better outcomes. How do we know until we try? Now, the bill was enacted in response to a city ordinance passed in Charlotte last month. Had it not been for the quick response from the state legislators, the ordinance threatened to protect the civil rights of LGBT people, up to and including letting transgender people shit in regular people toilets. Uh, Close one. So Yeah, right, right. So the fact that the outer banks are literally being swallowed by the sea doesn't quite light a fire under these people's asses. But trans people's defecatory habits merits a special session. According to the new law, cities cannot enact laws that expand their non-discrimination standards. You will discriminate against who the state tells you to. In addition, schools are barred from allowing transgender students to use bathrooms or locker rooms that don't, quote, correspond to the gender listed on their birth certificates, end quote. What is with this obsession about bathrooms? Like... Unisex bathrooms existed in the world long before we were talking about gender identity. Right. People still managed to take rapeless shits. What the fuck are we even talking about? Other people's genitals. Like always, it is the only subject Republicans seem interested in. And in Friends with Health Benefits news tonight, Dr. David Newman of Mount Sinai Hospital in New York City is currently facing charges of sexual abuse after a female patient accused him of drugging her with morphine and then masturbating on her face. That's illegal. Which, on its face, sounds like another man being falsely accused of something by a feminist legal system. (laughs) Again. But, you know, we're all about data here. And after looking into the details of the case, it becomes a lot less clear. Most notably, the doctor's sperm was literally found on the woman's face and blankets. Which is kind of suspect. Kind of, so yeah. We'll have to see how it all shakes out. Well, I can't say for sure, but if I had to guess, I would say big geyser, little geyser, dribble, drop. <laughs> That's Yeah, exactly. That's how it usually shakes out for me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, here's where it gets kind of uh, tricky. According to court documents, Dr. Newman did have a perfectly reasonable explanation. During the investigation, he told police, quote, I'm embarrassed because I whacked off in the lounge And it was possible that the ejaculate may have gone from my hands to the woman's blanket. Oh, well, yeah. Semen may also have transferred from my hand to her face during the time I treated her. End quote. So uh, he's a wipey guy. He's a wipey guy. (laughs) It's probably just part of his bedside manner. Well, you can't realistically expect doctors to wash all the semen off their hands before they see patients. (laughs) How much semen gets in your hand when you masturbate? For fuck's sake, dude. You're doing it wrong. Fifth Amendment. And uh, <laughs> getting back to the uh, the men's rights issue at hand here, um, I feel like society is automatically skeptical every time somebody says, that semen got there by accident. And it's you know? they prejudge. And, but, especially yes. when it's a man speaking. Especially a man. It's just one of those things, you're going to sound bad when you say it, just because you got a penis. And it's not fair. 
a certain amount of semen's gonna get lost in the shuffle. I mean, right. I've gotten semen places by accident. I'll admit it. it happens to the best of us. Shouldn't be a crime most of the time, is what I'm saying. Well, and also, this is a slippery slope, and when you see one of those, you gotta put something sticky there. <laughs> I, I mean, think about it. It's legal for me to masturbate. It's legal for you to have a face. So where do you draw the line, right? How close do I have Somewhere to be between, to uh... your face before I'm jerking <laughs> off on it instead of near it? Also, also, I don't know how far this shit's going to go. A lot of factors to consider when you're jacking off. Where is it going to land? I mean, I, am I supposed to do trig now before I jack off? I got I to gotta draw up a, a fucking Feynman diagram of ejaculate every time just to make sure it's not going to land on some unconscious person's <laughs> well, face. That's fun. just unrealistic. <laughs> but fun. But yeah, fun. well, the first couple of times, <laughs> sixth time you do it in a day, though, it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. All that being said, there are a few other factors in this case that are... Um, I'd say a bit of a red flag, and those factors are three other women that have also stepped forward to accuse Dr. Newman of sexual abuse. Hmm. So maybe this one is a legitimate prosecution. Maybe. maybe I am rooting for Uma Thurman to slam his face in the door several times. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? But either way, the numbers clearly show that female doctors are not being arrested for masturbating on patients' faces anywhere near as much as male doctors. <laughs> and that's the larger issue. Exactly, regardless of the outcome of this particular yeah. case. And in raging bullshit news tonight, Robert De Niro got a little harder to like last week when he threw his support behind the decision to screen an anti-vaccine propaganda piece at the Tribeca Film Festival. The film, which was directed and co-written by disgraced fraud Andrew Wakefield, hopes to relitigate the long-debunked claim that the MMR vaccine causes autism by ignoring the fact that it doesn't. And also the fact that Andrew Wakefield is a disgraced fraud whose study was retracted and whose medical license was revoked because of the fraudulentness of that <laughs> fucking study, and of course who directly murders children with whooping cough. Okay, how does this guy still get attention? Other than like legal this attention, is, this yeah, is right. so simple. You know how you can't get a shot that, like, turns you black or Native American? It's kind of like that for autism, <laughs> No matter how many times you try. And so in response to this controversy, De Niro, one of the founders of the Tribeca Film Festival, made it clear that the screening had his full support. In a statement released on Friday, De Niro pointed out that he has a kid with autism, which apparently means something other than I should really know better. He added, quote, In the 15 years since the Tribeca Film Festival was founded, I have never asked for a film to be screened or gotten involved in the programming. However, this is a very personal issue to me and my family, and I want there to be a discussion, end quote. In the wake of the discussion that this reaction initiated, he released a follow-up statement on Saturday that read, quote, Fuck, never mind. Okay, okay, okay. We won't show it. We won't show it. Never mind. Pretend I didn't say that. End quote. Yeah, happy ending anyway, yeah. With more on this story, we turn to roving reporter Lucinda Lusions, who is live in the Triangle below Canal Street. Lucinda, welcome back. Thank you, Heath. So how's the festival handling the aftermath of the controversy? Well, they're trying to put a brave face on it publicly, but off the record, they're not sure the Tribeca Film Festival will even survive. Really? I mean... It's a blow to their PR and everything, but ultimately they made the right decision and chose not to show the movie. I'm sure they can recover from this, right? I don't think you understand the full implications here, Heath. The screening of Vaxxed was intended to mark a whole new era in the festival's future. Oh, uh, and what era is that? The grossly irresponsible one. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, think about it, Heath. A lot of people doubt the American movie industry can survive disturbing trends like digital piracy and Zack Snyder. So Hollywood elites are trying to find new niches to exploit. And it turns out the only cinematic genre that hasn't been beaten to death is horribly irresponsible, demonstrably false claims about medicine that can and will cause people to die. I mean, that genre is all but unexplored. 
Uh, okay, I, I feel like there's a good reason for that, though. Hey, if it's that or another Spider-Man reboot, I'm going to need time to think about it. Okay, so you're saying the Tribeca Film Festival invested in that genre? Heavily. Really? Their five-year plan revolved around establishing themselves as the premier criminally negligent pseudoscience film festival. But after the public outcry over the Wakefield movie, they're going to have to cancel almost the entire lineup for next year. <laughs> like what? what? What were they working on? Let's see. They had a Salkin battery. One organism vaccine <laughs> is another one is genocide. There was Ebola cola, the breath freshening powers of the Ebola River that Big Spearmint doesn't want you to know about. There's uh, untitled baby stabbings with glass project. A uh, whole bunch of stuff, really. Wow. And they were planning to screen those? If they could turn a buck on them, sure. Why not? Well, that's pretty depressing. It's all relative, Heath. For example, after we get done here, I'm going to Grimaldi's and you'll still be in a town with nothing Dude, but Domino's off. ketchup bread. That's mean. Yeah, but it made you forget all about the negligent baby endangerment thing, though, didn't it? Uh, no. Now I'm just depressed mm. about both of those things. In that case, I won't bother to tell you about the everything bagel I had Dude, right before the end. come interview. on. Yeah. Thank you, Lucinda. And in PrayPal news tonight, facing criminal charges in connection with his fraudulent business, Benjamin Rigovi of Seattle, Washington, agreed to pay back approximately $7.75 million that he made over the last several years by selling prayers on his website using religious propaganda in his sales pitch. So basically, this guy got caught churching. It's felony it churching. Sounds like to me, yeah. He's actually being asked to return faulty prayers. Gotta love this legal <laughs> precedent. Fantastic, yeah. So uh, you might be thinking to yourself... You know who else does a lot of felony churching is churches. Well, very reasonable thought, but you. apparently there's an important legal distinction here. First of all, Mr. Rigovi was advertising using fake religious leaders who have no real expertise in hoping for stuff, I guess, which means the prayers were noticeably less valuable than he was letting on, I guess. Is the oh, issue. I yeah. see. False I pricing. Also, he was using false testimonials about how praying for stuff magically works. And in the only cruise less sexy than Carnival news tonight, the National Enquirer strained their credibility to new levels this week when an expose claimed that as many as six women intentionally fucked Ted Cruz. Shenanigans. I, yeah, I was going to say, got, maybe they got drugged and whacked <laughs> off on. I might be able to buy that. But according to uh, sources who used to know a guy who dated a girl whose brother's boss's kid swears it's true, <laughs> Cruz has had at least five extramarital affairs despite having a physical appearance that could be best described as soggy. And, <laughs> and while the article article cites no sources, offers no evidence, and provides no verifiable facts, it could still be detrimental to his campaign since not caring about sources, evidence, or facts is a prerequisite to supporting Ted Cruz to begin with. And yet, there's no way Ted Cruz's Buffalo Bill skin penis has been touched by six women. <laughs> right. Absolutely not. It looks like he was badly photoshopped onto himself. <laughs> Very well, difficult to do. Of course, for his part, Cruz strongly denied the allegations, described the article as garbage, and blamed it on Donald Trump and his henchmen. Because if, if anybody has henchmen, I mean, I'll, be like, I'll, get, I'll give him that. Donald Trump and those EPA guys. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In a Facebook response, Cruz said, quote, These smears are completely false. They're offensive to Heidi and me. They're offensive to our daughters. And they're offensive to everyone Donald continues to personally attack. End quote. Adding, quote, 
I look like a partially deflated, disappointed vampire muppet. <laughs> I, I have to, I have to wear a fucking blindfold to masturbate. My wife demanded to be impregnated with a turkey baster. Nobody has ever fucked me, and nobody ever will. End quote. <laughs> Ted Cruz's face looks like he always just farted in an elevator with one other person, and he's pretending nothing happened. He always <laughs> the only looks like expression yeah. he's got. Seriously, Google image Ted Cruz. He's making all kinds of different faces, <laughs> but they all still apply for the elevator. It's uncanny. And also, if fart in an elevator was turned into a human by a wizard, it would look just like Ted Cruz, too. Here's <laughs> I can tell. And finally tonight, from the God-winning file, according to a notable expert in the field... Donald Trump is such an amazing candidate for president, he makes Adolf Hitler look good. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. We'll, <laughs> I'll get there. And that expert in Nazi comparative politics, apparently, <laughs> is none other than former KKK Grand Wizard David Duke, who oh. sincerely meant that as a compliment. I had no idea Godwin's law came in consensual. <laughs> hey, what, what, could you, what could you possibly say? Like, well, well, he did make those trains full of Jews run on time. <laughs> <laughs> Stickler for no, not that impressive. So, uh, here's a piece of the rant from Duke. Um, referring to the Trump opponents going Godwin, he said, quote, they might be rehabilitating that fellow with the mustache back there in Germany. I saw a really vicious commercial comparing what Donald Trump said about making America great again to Hitler in Germany and making Germany great again and free again and not beholden to those communists on one side. And the Jewish capitalists on the other who were ripping off the nation through the banking system. We have the same thing going on here with Goldman Sachs. End quote. Wow. Uh, that, so that is so offensive. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That fellow with the mustache back there in Germany, every historically significant German except Angela Merkel had a fucking mustache, all the way back to Julius Caesar's war diary. Kaiser Wilhelm, Frederick Nietzsche, Bismarck, Einstein, Hindenburg, Gutenberg, Marx, Heidi Klum. That, 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 you know, that's my problem with racists. Shitty euphemisms. <laughs> yeah, also, apparently David Duke is a socialist. I guess, uh, yes. Not sure why he isn't backing Bernie Sanders. I can't imagine. Anyway. <laughs> In fairness to Trump, though, um, we've we've mentioned this before. He has no control over this stuff. And, you know, just because David Duke is going to vote for him, that doesn't mean Trump's necessarily a racist or not, necessarily a bad presidential candidate. Not necessarily. But um, Trump's own words kind of do me. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. And uh, while it's not perfect, um, don't vote for the same guy as the KKK. It's a pretty solid heuristic. Like, perhaps not etched in stone, but a compelling deal breaker for most people, I would have assumed that least until recently. Yeah. But now that Trump's proven me wrong on that, there's no reason to believe he can't make a pro-Nazi commercial and still win this nomination. Exactly. Because he's impossibly good at horrible things like this. <laughs> and that's why we put our team of chronically underemployed Nazi PR specialists to the task of coming up with our top five PSA ideas for the Trump campaign that invoke Hitler in a positive way to court more GOP voters. <laughs> at number five, stolen directly from the Cohen brothers. Trump soap check in 2016. Say what you will about the tenets of national socialism, at least it's an ethos. I like it. Adds a little foreign policy cred to the ticket, helps him in California. It's good. At number four, if Hitler had still been in charge, that wall project would have been a whole lot better. And those Jew capitalists would have paid for it. You know what? I feel like any slogan with the term Jew capitalist in it can't miss with Trump's space. So yeah, we'll put that <laughs> on the short buzzword. list. Yeah. At number three, I like genocidal dictators who don't lose a world war. 
But, but, but let's still be objective about his ideas. Let's not discount everything. I don't know. You've got three three-syllable words in that one. I think that's asking <laughs> an awful lot. At number two. Look how hot they are. Who wouldn't want a threesome with Melania and Ava Braun? Okay. <laughs> hashtag winning. Hashtag best story ever. No, little, no. Little tweet idea for him. That's true. Yeah. By Trump's Twitter standards, FDR is unelectable. <laughs> and at number one, the Holocaust was a disaster, but we learn from our mistakes. That's why we're doing the Muslims this time. <sighs> and a little bit slower. And Mexicans. The more you know. <laughs> Quanto más se sabe. But see, but see, I don't know that you want to emphasize the whole "we're not going to get rid of the Jews" thing. You know, I don't. There's no need to draw attention to that part of the plot. Yeah, that's going to do it for episode 34. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Lucinda Illusions. And thanks to all the listeners that liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming. Please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like Adam, Al, Stephen, Susan, Oslock, Jason, Jake, AK, David, and Logan, whose dick pics and vajaypegs could be the after picture for anything. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge... Check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist and God Awful Movies, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the Deep Web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penis. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Drafts on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we provide or by binging the only band called Evil Drafts on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign-off. Blink a blink a blink a blink